Welcome to We Are SC. Welcome to Four Downs. This is Eric McKinney, joined by Greg Katz. Greg, we've got a we've got a little different one. First of all, USC doesn't have a game this week, but so there's nothing to preview. So instead, we're going to review news from Friday evening. Big, big news, the, the news that we've been waiting for for. It's weeks, but it feels like months at this point that USC has been without a defensive coordinator. It comes down, it's Danton Lynn coming across the street from UCLA, the guy the guy we just saw kind of put the clamps on the USC offense. Just your initial reaction when that when that news breaks and it's out, what what's your thought there? Well, I I was surprised, uh, but not disappointed. Uh, it may not have been a home run, but it might've been a triple. And I think at this point in time, I'll take a triple because eventually you're going to get that runner from third to, to score. I think it said a lot of things. It says that Lincoln Riley was impressed with Lynn. Okay. Uh, we don't know if somebody like, uh, Leinart, uh, from Wisconsin was all that serious about moving out here. Okay. But Lynn was already here. You know, he's already has his house. He's got a young child, Lynn the third. Uh, he doesn't have to move. And, and I think he also uh, probably consulted with his father, who's a, you know, associate head coach with the 49ers. And so probably what made him kind of look even stronger at USC was stability, because, uh, I think he just kind of saw maybe, you know, uh, Chip Kelly's on his last, uh, ride rodeo, shall we say. And if he doesn't do well in the Big Ten or gets fired in the middle of next season, uh, where does that leave him? Because somebody's going to come in as a head coach, can bring his own coordinators in. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say he bought himself some time, but I think it was a great opportunity for him. I think it's a great opportunity for USC. I thought it was a great opportunity for Jen Cohen, the athletic director of SC, to watch how Lincoln Riley interacted with her in a big decision how she could support him uh, as far as money. I'm sure he got a lot more money because uh, in the quotes I was reading from uh, Chip Kelly about, uh, you know, the great job that he did and, you know, he should be financially supported more, but I'm not the one in charge of the first strings. So I think, uh, you know, all in all, I think everyone's happy. Uh, I have, I still have the tape of the SCU-CLA game and I'll, I'll be more careful to watch the defensive end of it. Uh, and I, so my feeling is, why not? Why not him? Uh, because I he gets a three, two, three-year contract. You know, maybe he has aspirations to be a head coach uh, at some point in time, or, you know, he's going to go, you know, the route of his father, who was former head coach of the Chargers in Los Angeles. So my feeling is he's, you know, he's a, he's a lifer. You know, he's, he's a gym rat in, in terms of that. And I like that. I, I, I really do. And he's young enough to learn and he's young enough not to be afraid of a lot of things. And he, and he look at, he was in the NFL, you know, working, uh, you know, in the coaching end of it for a while. Uh, you know, and he was, a, you know, as far as his own playing career, you can't dismiss that. He was an honorable mention three times in the Big Ten at Penn State. So he's got some street cred. And I think that's really important. And he knows the area because he was recruiting for UCLA. Forget about whether the kids wanted to go to UCLA or not. But he, he knows the contacts, and they know him. And from what I understand, everybody likes him. They think he's even a better guy 
than he is a coach. So it's 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 all good from from my perspective. It could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, you right. You don't want to stamp something with it could have been worse, and then try to live with that. You you want it to be more. I I feel kind of the same way. There there's two. I think there's two ways I feel about this. There's with all coaching hires, and I'm talking about position coaches, coordinators, especially head coaches. You can win the press conference and you can win the hire or you can win football games and you want them to overlap, but they don't always need to. And the most important thing is that you, you win the games, the, the, you don't get paid for winning the press conference or, or making people like you early on. You have to win games. If you're happy now, and then upset and gnashing teeth September, October, that's not that's not the plan. So that, that's kind of the feeling for me is that USC is going to take a bit of a hit. I don't think any anyone's going to look at this and say, realistically, that's an absolute failure. But when Lincoln Rally comes out and says, we're, we're, we there's no reason we can't go get the best guy out there, the elite defensive coordinator, and and talk in that way. Danton Lynn, Dan Lynn doesn't feel like that, and and it's just the experience thing. He's been a defensive coordinator and a, a coach at all at this level for one year now, and it's hard to stake a claim that you have a you know all of this experience to fall back on and look at my track record and and all this we've done like that's that's what i think makes you elite can you do this year in and year out when people have film on you and can adjust to everything you do and you can counterpunch and keep yourself up there with those defense quarters that to me is when you talk about it an elite we're going to go get the best of the best that's who you go get now having said that this guy sure feels like he knows football and knows how to coach. And if you want to get a guy who's ascending, a young guy who, like you said, has been around football forever and seen his dad's an offensive coach. And you always seem to, that always seems to happen, right? Siblings play on opposite sides of the ball, that fathers and sons kind of go against each other, that sort of way. So, so there, there really is a lot to like, I think. Even though, again, when you, when you talk about what did Lincoln Riley say they're going to go get just on paper and what do they have on paper, those don't maybe seem to mesh just in the initial, in the initial look. Again, long term, if they're winning and he's the kind of coach that I, I think we both think he can be and has shown signs of being in this first year, that first year with UCLA, who cares what it looked like when you, when you hired him? I mean, that, that's kind of the key is is can you can you go do it and and we're going to find out i think pretty quickly cuz the expectations are going to be do here what you did there and the jumps that UCLA took in terms of when you look at the rankings and and all of that in the stats it, impressive impressive it, correct me eric cuz you have a, a great memory didn't he say he being lincoln riley if they could do it at UCLA, you know, it, it can be done. I mean, he did throw that out there, didn't he, in a quote? He was at, yeah, he was asked about, you know, 
can you take anything from what UCLA's done in their one-year defensive turnaround and apply it here? And so he didn't bring up UCLA kind of organically out of nothing. He was asked about them, but yeah, he used that as a as a a talking point. And that that's kind of the first time you started thinking, oh, is there does he like what Dan Lin is doing that much over there to where this could be a possibility? But yeah, I mean, he he was clearly, you know, impressed at least a bit. Obviously, now a lot, but but at the time, felt like he was impre- impressed a bit with what they were able to do and what they were able to do so quickly and the momentum they were able to generate on that side of the ball. So again, I, I think that's that's my immediate takeaway. It's kind of like that makes a little that makes sense, but it's. N- not what you set out to do when you talked about kind of blowing everyone's minds with we're going to go get the the guys who are considered the best of the best right now in terms of college defensive coordinators. All right, before we go to second down, um, we're going to hit on and and say thank you. And, and we've done this all year long, the, the sponsor for this, Prize Picks, the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports pits you against the numbers whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to games prize picks is the perfect game for you right now go to prize picks use code sc for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars you pick two to six players you can win 25 times your money on any entry we've kind of had fun with uh road caleb williams quite a bit quite a bit this year on on some overs um always fun to be able to kind of kind of match him with someone and and look at kind of defense offense and and make those uh make those picks submit an entry less than 60 seconds a couple clicks and and you're in uh right now again all first time users that deposit and use the promo code sc you can receive 100 instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars uh prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy uh, let's go to second down and look, this, this is a Danton Lynn show. Uh, every, every down is, is Danton Lynn here. Once he gets to USC again, he's been officially announced as of Friday night to hit the ground running. First thing for him, what do you see as kind of the most important first step he needs to take when he, you know, hopefully throws away the baby blue and just get r- rid of it completely. No need to save any of it. And, you know, and you, know how happy that you know how happy he will be when he's able to do that? <laughs> it, was, it was good enough for Ken Norton Jr. to spend, what, uh, eight years, nine years at USC winning national championships. You know, he, I'm sure that he didn't have any real negative things to say about USC after his experience. Uh, no, I think the first thing that, that Lynn has to do immediately is get a hold of every committed defensive recruit. He's got to immediately go after every uh, defensive recruit that has not committed yet. And then he needs to go after recruits that have no commitment and are kind of maybe uh, decommitted from somewhere else. Uh, and he's got to do that. He's got to make sure that he's got Southern California locked down in terms of, he doesn't have to really reintroduce himself, uh, but he has to do make a contact with a lot of players and their families and stuff and say, look, I'm at SC now. This is my vision. Look at he's got a lot of credibility, I think, that he can spend. You know, the SC UCLA game, okay, SC wasn't very good this year, let's be honest, right? You don't you're seven and five is not acceptable. Uh UCLA probably had a better record than they should have. 
but people do pay attention to the SC UCLA game. And UCLA got a lot of credit. Lynn got a lot of credit. And he's probably going to be able to sell his own credibility rather easily. Uh, you know, if you dismiss maybe the Cal game uh, at the end, but you know, that that's what they're going to point to. They're going to say, well, okay. I think he can, you know, mend fences. Maybe it's St. John Bosco and modern day get, he's only 34. So he's going to relate to younger kids. Right. So I think if he hits the ground running there, they already have an idea of what he does on defense. The high school coaches already know what he does, right? And if the, if he's got their the respect already, he's got half the battle won, you know. And 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 I'll applaud Lincoln Riley for taking a chance on a younger defensive coach because it's really could you know make his a crossroads for his own career at SC. If Lynn is the home run, and I think I even if he's a triple. You know, that would be good enough for me, right? Because then you can get him easily into home plate. Every year you'll get a little bit more experience. But, yeah, I am really excited, honestly, to see what he can do with players that are on the fence with SC. Do I do I think he's going to flip a guy who's going to Notre Dame as a linebacker? Is St. John Bosco, Viliamu Asa? Probably. Is, that, is, there a guy, is there a guy that he should target there? <laughs> Well, he should at least introduce himself and, and ask him if he wants to go for a Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, what's the worst thing the kid can do? Say no, right? But, okay, so if he doesn't get him, he hasn't lost anything, but you at least make the kid say, you know, I. what happens if the kid says, oh, okay, I'll come up and talk with you? You know, he just needs to get the crack in the door. And I think the best thing about Lynn, honestly, from a perceptual standpoint that he's got going for him on a positive thing is – for Lincoln Riley, who everybody has this perception is, he don't care about defense. He has no history of good defenses. Okay. It takes the spotlight off of Lincoln Riley and puts it on the shoulders of a new defensive go-getter quarterback who has an NFL background. And it's going to distract from this. Well, I'm not going to go to SC because they are, he doesn't care about a defense. This kid's going to sell them he, that he does care about defense. He's going to say exactly what Lincoln Riley told him he could do, you know, whether it's personnel. Uh, I think if you read WeRSC.com, there was a story by Marshall Levinson about talking to other recruits that were committed. What did they think? I would uh, urge everyone to see it. But one of the recruits said, well, as long as Dante Williams remains a coach there, I'm good. And if, if he's not there, then maybe not so good. And it made me think that really – as much as I'd like to see this kid uh, come to SC, you really have to look at a bigger picture. Uh, you don't want to feel as though, you know, th- what this kid has to do is listen to what, what Lynn is saying. So I think that that's all positive. That thing's the things that he can do running and uh, you know, the bowl game, who knows, maybe he'll coach in it or at least get to see practices of it. And, you know, if players come down to watch SC's bowl practices, he'll be there. He can talk to him. Right. Uh, I don't think he has to get. Yeah, they'll have to. Yeah, to to put him on right to put him on staff, an active coach, to be able to recruit, you have to be a certain level of coach, and so it'll be it will be interesting to see how that staff shakes out. If if he gets put in as a as an on field coach right away to be able to coach right now, do they leave him in kind of? Uh, supplemental role so that he can be around but you don't have to shake up 
the staff right now. It'll it'll be interesting to watch that. But you you sort of waited right into where I was going to go with this. Look, there's so there's so many things, right? He's got to he's got to figure out his staff quickly because you need to recruit right now and recruiting gets into exactly what you just said you need to recruit the players on your team already the players at usc that you want to keep Uh, let's go back you need to find out who you want to keep at usc i mean who has thoughts about going into the transfer portal that you're saying no 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 we want you to stay here that's a job now to keep your own roster together uh, you need to recruit the transfer portal, which is about it, it already has a ton of names in it. It is going to explode on Monday when it opens up and all of these non-graduate, non-graduate transfers and guys whose coaches haven't left, they can all start to go in and it is going, it is going to be a, a free for all. You need to be ready for that. And again, like you said, this is not, he's not coming down from the NFL now. He's had an eye on the landscape for a while. So, so these aren't going to be new names and starting from scratch, but the staff recruiting high school players, getting ready for, for the portal, all of that stuff is huge and it has to get going right now. But I think you take a step back from that. And my thought is what you said a little bit. You have to convince people right now, right now, that USC is going to play defense, that it's important at USC to play good defense. And I think it was impressive. Chip Kelly's teams, they, they've played some defense in the past, but that's never been what you've thought about Chip Kelly's program or team. You've never thought defense. UCLA this year, in Danton Lynn's one year with UCLA, when you thought about UCLA this year, it was throwing interceptions that got returned for touchdowns, but also it was really good run defense, really good defense. And I think that's what he, that that's the charge on him. He needs to be able to show up to high schools and talk to players. And it's been so long now that coaches, high school coaches, transfers, high school players, all of that, have just had USC pegged as you're not serious about defense. You're not, you're not going to play defense. I haven't seen it for years and it's clearly not stressed. And I think that's his, that's his get going on that right now. However, however you have to work on that, that's going to be the biggest thing I think for him really quickly. And And I do think that, Making this announcement, having the track, the recent track record right here in LA, where you don't have to, you don't have to look that far to see what he's done. I, I think that is going to be helpful, and I think he has the temperament and kind of, kind of gravitas, even for a, a young guy. I think he has the ability to to get that done pretty quickly. We'll see. Again, we're going to see everything when the games start. I mean, you've got, you've got this chunk of time now where you can get people to, to buy in and that's going to be, that's going to be kind of plan a, as far as I'm concerned right now. All right, let's go to third down. Let's talk Dan Lynn a little bit. (laughs) And so this is, and I think we've hit on all this, but if you could kind of break this down, not break it down, but, but pull it into one thing. What is what is the biggest positive 
the biggest positive you see in this being the higher and specifically getting getting Dan Lin to USC? Well, I think the biggest positive is that he's a name in Southern California now. He, you don't have to, people aren't going to question, at least at this point, his credibility. Uh, it's not his fault that next year's schedule is ridiculously hard. Uh, that you really don't have a, I mean, I think it's maybe the second game. <clears throat> Who is it? San Jose State again or, or uh, Utah State or Utah State? I knew it was a state. There's your uh, breather. That's your that's breather the, next that's, year. Yeah, that's your breather. Right, right. Uh, oh, and by the way, your first game is going to be against LSU, and what your third game is going to be, uh, you know, another you at, know, at Michigan at the big house, right? At the big house. So enjoy your Utah State adventure. Uh, but I think the positive is is that he has the ability to, and not to backtrack a bit, he has the ability to take the spotlight off of uh, Lincoln Riley's offense that you don't want to hear Lincoln Riley say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend some time with the defense. Well, that's a bad thing to say when your defense isn't doing very good, and then it continues to get worse because you're playing more difficult teams. So, Lincoln, stick with your offense. Let your defensive guy do his thing. That's the best thing you do. It's almost like when you become a teacher, you know, a lot of times your student teach, and they, you know, uh, your master teacher either either sits in the classroom with you and watches you or says, I'll come in on occasion. It's all yours. And I think that you got to go with it's all yours, uh, Danton. You you have to take it over. And uh, if things go right and well, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that SC will be establishing and and and, and good for Lincoln Riley a defensive identity. You know who? You know the thing is is like when 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 Pete Carroll got rid of Norm Chow, that was a really bad thing. Because SC had an identity on offense, right? Everyone knew God Chow's the greatest. If Chow had stayed there, they might have won two more national championships. It's easy to say, but it was the wrong move. He brought in a young kid, Kiffin, who had his moments, good and bad. And the point is, is look, you're going to have Lynn, uh, who's going to be a person that people are going to, you know, gravitate towards. And I think everyone's going to be wanting him to do well. Uh, and if he can do well, it's a it's a win win situation for Lincoln Riley. It really is. Uh, uh, then Lincoln Riley can go to coaching clinics and talk all about his offense and this, that, and the other thing. But you know, if Lynn establishes his credibility when they have like coaches, uh, you know, the annual coaches thing uh, that they have it on campus, and and coaches want to go to listen to Lynn talk and and that sort of stuff, I can't tell you how important important that is in terms of interpersonal relationships with coaches once once those coaches believe in Lynn you know you've got you've got half the problem you know solved yeah I so for me for me the biggest positive I think is it's kind of kind of works together um well first of all he doesn't really have any sort of overlap with USC at all or Lincoln Riley at all. And so I, I like that you're willing to go outside of all of that and, and find someone that, you know, you, you don't have that comfort and history with, and, and maybe it's uncomfortable a little bit to, to get going. Uh, 
and and I think that can be a, a positive when you don't get too comfortable in, in how things are going to be. But I think there's a it's it's interesting to hear really talented professional head coaches and assistant coaches the way they've talked about Danton Lynn and and kind of recommended him. Like these are I, you know, John, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens, who knows a little bit about defense, you know, really, really sticking up for Danton Lynn and, and his head, his father, right, is a head coach and has been in football for a long time. But it sure feels like Lynn is, has earned everything he's gotten in terms of his ability and knowledge and, and all of that at that at the professional level. And so for me, the biggest positive is that he was able, and you don't see this with a lot of coaches, to take everything he has learned in the NFL and have all the ways things are done there and bring it to the college level. And at no point did I see a whole lot of stuff about UCLA this year where their players are going yeah, we we didn't know our assignments. We couldn't be, you know, we we didn't do this. There's miscommunication. There's whatever. Again, this is Dan Lynn got to UCLA in late February. This is not like he has been there for years. He he was here for less than a year, and so to be able to take all of that, all that NFL experience and everything there and inject it into a program. The UCLA defense last year was was bad, was bad. Not, US, not USC this year bad, but it was not good last year. To be able to do that in, in one year and clearly teach it and and get them to understand it quickly, I think that's what that's what stands out the most. UCLA was the only defense in the country not to allow a rushing play of 20 yards or more this year. I mean, USC did that at the end of the first quarter, I think, in in most games. And that speaks to, for me at least, what I take from that is, again, they understand their assignments. There aren't huge busts in that. They're tackling. They have the right depth and angles and all of that stuff. And, again, that's not something that you've seen historically from UCLA forever that seemed like a a real one-year change for him and that's where that's where USC's got to get better they've they've got to stop giving up 50 60 yard runs and and so I think that's the biggest thing he's talked about we're not going to give up big plays at UCLA I'd assume he brings that same kind of mentality to USC and so his ability to understand that and understand how to get his players to understand that is for me the the best thing about what it seems like he'll bring uh to USC. But the flip side, and we'll go to to fourth down here and finish this out. Questions. What's the biggest question, maybe the biggest knock that you have on Dan Lynn at, at this point again before before we've seen him do anything. Well you build him up so high. How can we how can we I feel guilty doing this? Yeah. Um, I would say but I did want to point this out that uh yeah. that um he has not played or 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 defended elite teams like what he's going to see. I mean Yeah, uh, you have you're right. You have to talk about the UCLA schedule this year. Yes, when you talk about the numbers. Up, 
to the max. I mean, tomato cans, whatever you want to call it. So there's that illusion. It's like when SC went 6-0 and at the first part of the schedule this year. Yourself, me, others on the WRSC staff were going, whoa, let's not get overly excited here. And what did we see at the second half? You know, lose, what, five out of six games? You know, I mean, that was kind of the worst-case scenario, honestly. And they, they could have lost to Cal. Uh, so that would have been a disaster, of course. But I think when you look at SC, what happened to SC when when they played UCLA, but then the following week, UCLA goes up to Cal. And Cal, you know, pretty much takes it takes them on. Uh, you know, uh, Jay, Jay Nod until he got hurt, you know, was really starting to rip him up. Uh, and I think th- there's that question mark that um, just how much of how they look is based on who they play. Okay. And at SC, and I think I can speak for this, SC doesn't concern itself with winning games. It concerns itself with winning championships. You win championships, you're going to win games. But the idea that, oh, we, we went nine and three. Gee, well, that was a great season. We're going to the Alamo Bowl. There isn't anybody that I know that's an SC follower that finds that acceptable. You know, I think acceptable for SC, honestly, if you're going to average it out, would be at least 10 and two. Okay. And there's going to be a lot more pressure because SC is going to be looking at, 12 team playoff. You know, it's it's going to be tough in the Big 10. It's I don't expect SC's going to dominate the Big 10 the way the Big 10 is today. SC's got a lot of work to make up to 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 really contend week in and week out physicality yada yada yada. But my thing with that with Lynn is what who is he really when he's faced with the I'll just say this next year's schedule would be like an NFL schedule in terms of college. You know, I mean, they're going to play at the big house. You've already said that where they're going to go to, to far away places, you know, Maryland or what have you. And, you know, and Maryland actually was, was competitive this year. Uh, and so how is it going to be on a week to week basis when you're not playing North Carolina, you know, Asheville or, you know, uh, North Carolina, you know, AT&T, whatever it is, you get the drift. Um, because there's not going to be any breathers, I think, as we pointed out, Utah State. And how does Lynn handle it? How does Lynn handle it when kind of the honeymoon is over? You know, because there's going to be a spot that's going to be a rough a rough stretch at some point. I mean, everybody will say how exciting it is to play at the big house. Well, let's see how exciting it is when you actually play them in the big house. And then you come back the following week and, you know, who are they playing, Penn State or somebody, you know, the way it works. And then – uh here comes, oh, by the way, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, it's going to be a real test for him. But he's got to be able to – we got to make sure that he can prove to the players that what he's selling works. You know, what he's selling works. Because they're all going to say, oh, he did well. We, I know we played against him. He, he did really well. And one of the things I was going to say is what Lynn can do, which I wanted to start off this segment with, is he can tell Lincoln Riley – what he sees about Lincoln Riley's offense and where he sees the weaknesses in it, because Riley would be, and I I think Riley's pretty bright, but he he would be a fool not to say, where did you attack us? Why did you attack us? Where did you think we were really weak? Okay. So you thought the offensive line here, 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 what, what would you do against us? Because he did go against him. 
And obviously, what SC scored was seven points. You know, it, kind of a ridiculous uh, amount. So, I think that um, any negative, in my opinion, this kid can turn it into a positive. Everyone will understand it's a tough schedule, and that there, he's not going to have the talent that he had at UCLA when he when he took the UCLA job. There were some players there, you know, that could, could make a difference. But we'll see. We'll see. The concern is that, and, and it's what I said, that you don't have the track record. You don't have the track record. They didn't get Oregon on the schedule this year. They didn't get Washington on the schedule this year. Now, I threw out that number about no long runs. USC ran the ball well enough. They had, they had enough explosive plays where you thought they could get one or two against UCLA. They played Oregon State, which has a great running game. And they played Utah, which can run the ball a little bit, although at that point, Utah's offense was going backwards. So there were a couple teams on there, and to go the whole season without giving something up, I I think is impressive. But again, the track record is not there. And if you're going to step into a team as a defensive coach, and you could magically wave your wand over one position group to to be really good... It's that defensive line. And he walked into a UCLA team with a pretty good, talented, experienced defensive line, especially on the edge when you look at the tackle for loss numbers and the sack numbers. They were big because of those guys. It's a little bit like Lincoln Riley taking over the USC offense in 2022. And now he added Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison, which is that's probably where I'd start too. But he took over an offensive line that had played together a ton. If that offensive line in 2022 was decimated and you had to fill all those guys in, like that that offense maybe looks a bit different. So that's kind of where I see the questions is he was handed that, – that was a pretty cushy landing spot, I think, at UCLA based on what you – got in terms of talent and where where it was, where it was concentrated and the schedule that you had to play. It's a little, again, you look at kind of USC in 2022, if that schedule's flipped and Washington and Oregon are on that schedule, USC, we've talked about this, probably not in the Pac-12 championship game. So I think that's the concern. I think there's a concern, not a concern. I called it a question, so we'll keep it a question. The recruiting ability, just because he didn't have to do it in the NFL, and Chip Kelly doesn't really want anybody to do to do it at UCLA, it seems. So it's not, you know, that UCLA didn't bring any huge names in. There wasn't anyone really in this recruiting class that it that is, you know, when a when a coach changes jobs, the first thought is who do we recruit? To, do we want to bring him? And you look at the UCLA recruiting class, and there's nobody that. I'm sure they're good players and fit, but there's nobody that you'd think, oh, they USC's got to get that guy in here to to take to the Big Ten. So that will be that will be interesting to see because we talked about it earlier. It's gotta go, you gotta go right now. If you're gonna add if you're gonna add talent to the roster, it's it's T minus two, three days to really get started uh in being able to do that quickly. So That'll be a test. That'll be a test for him because again, the the expectation won't be, oh, go find, you know, a a 
two star, three star kind of under recruited guy and do that. It it'll it'll be go get go get some names, go get some some big transfers and, and some names. And so again, just a it's a question. It's a question because I, I don't think he's answered it at this point. Everything we've talked about before, though, if he can do that as he gets to USC, he might be able to answer that pretty quickly. And and the hope is that it's a it's a positive answer. But again, it's it's going to be we'll see, and it's going to feel. I, I mentioned at the top, it felt like a long time between Alex Grinch's firing announcement and Dan Lynn's hiring announcement. It's going to feel much longer, I think, before we actually see this team on the field and and what they can do. And USC is going to need to use use it every minute of it, I think, going forward because we talked about that schedule. There's enough coming back and and you think enough coming in to where they can really do this. I I liked your point just to kind of wrap this whole thing up. I liked your point about, and it goes into a little bit what I said, that practice, that back and forth battle on the practice field where Dan Lynn can say this, this is what we did to you last time. and, And he can really bring it. I think maybe that comfort level, again, going against Alex Grinch's defense, years and years and years and years in a row this will shake that up a little bit and Danton Lynn the one thing you you know about him from just kind of even looking at some initial stuff this guy is competitive and he he wants to win at every single thing one of the things I put on our message board he coached uh the east team in the east west shrine game uh last year before the game the they asked kind of what's your goal? He wanted a shutout. He wanted a shutout on defense in, in an all-star game for that. And so that kind of tells you his mentality going into all these things. And so we're absolutely, you know, interested and in, and looking forward to seeing what he does now that he again can ditch the baby blue and and put on Cardinal and Gold. So we'll see. That's that's the uh, uh Danton Lynn four down special. I'm sure we'll be talking about him quite a bit as it comes up next week early inside the Trojans huddle. Uh, we'll get Mark Culkin and, and Chris Arledge in and, and we'll hash the whole thing out as well. Uh, but for now, for Greg Katz, this is Eric McKinney. Thanks for watching Four Downs. Thanks for watching We Are SC.